Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Cara Lynn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. Join Sarah and Lauren, co-hosts of the Mom Voice Podcast and two regular moms trying to figure it all out. Best friends of 15 years, they have wildly different personalities, but share a very similar approach to parenting. Sarah is very logical about life, while Lauren takes a more spontaneous approach. We all know motherhood is a wild ride, but also the most important thing we could ever do. The ladies share a variety of topics from parenting, marriage, lifestyle, and news. Listeners have written in over and over that their show is relatable, fun, and that they feel like they're sitting in the room with their favorite friends. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom of teens, come get informed, have a laugh, and help your family thrive. Tune in to the Mom Voice podcast for your mommy morning show. Israel Passwater is a co-owner of and head of business development at Clearly Filtered, a company with the mission to provide people with the tools to take control of their water and live healthier lives. He is passionate about professionally speaking and building and maintaining relationships for his brand and having the chance to educate others about how water affects your health. Israel was a teacher with an education-wise background in kinesiology, and he is still an adjunct university professor in management. He is finishing his doctorate at Pepperdine University currently and will finish this spring. Thank you, Israel, for being here on the show today. I'm so excited to have you on the show and to help teach my listeners all about water and filtered water and why it's so important. So thank you for being here. Hey, I'm really excited to be with you guys today. Thanks for your time. Tell my listeners a little bit about your company, Clearly Filtered. Sure. Yeah. Clearly Filtered, we're a water filtration company. We're actually family owned. So my brother and I are co-owners of the business. Uh, we have 15 employees. Uh, we're based here in Southern California and we have another manufacturing site in the South. Uh, so we're made here in the USA, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we're just a, an American success story, you know? So we are passionate about connecting people with an option to help them stay healthy through water filtration. It's one piece of the puzzle, we think, uh, or I should say, we know it's not the total piece, but it's one of the pieces. Um, and again, getting a chance to serve, you know, thousands and thousands of customers every day is like a really cool pleasure and honor to do so, you know, so. That's awesome. We will talk about your filtration system in a little bit because I love the technology behind yours. So We'll come back to that, but let's just start off with some basics about drinking water because maybe some people don't know some of this info. First yeah. of all, tell my listeners, where does our drinking water come from? That's a great question. Um, so the so like uh, you're, we're here in California, so California is a desert climate, uh, so there's not a whole lot of water supply. So what we have to do and what a lot of places have to do is to draw the water in or transport in through aquifers and aqueducts and piping into your state or into your city. Uh, so it's coming through uh, different pipes, different different places, sometimes from uh, different parts of the country and other countries, believe it or not, uh, but it's piped in. So and that's also one of the problems, because when you have piping, that also has an opportunity for the water to get uh, polluted. So that's so it's usually funneled in from another source for most places here in the United States. Anyways. OK, that's good to know. And now is this drinking water regulated at all? Yeah, there, there are standards, but they're not very good. So the EPA and NSF do set the standards, but a lot of your municipal water districts set their own standards, uh, which can be good or not so good, depending on where you live. But yes. So why is that, that the quality of your water depends on where you live? 
That's a great question. So there's different issues. So it's a question of really how does water get contaminated? How does it get polluted? Well, one of the problems is with they're transporting the water from point A to point B, like here in California is, you know, California is a really old uh, state. And so we have a lot of old infrastructure. I know that's kind of like a popular thing right now. Uh, we're trying to invest in that, obviously, and make changes. But essentially, the piping uh, being old is rusty, and that rust and, and some of the heavy metals get actually pumped into the drinking water, uh, So, which is a problem. And that's something that your local municipal water uh, district can't always remove all that to the uh, to various degrees, you know, and also too, it's a, a question of filtration technology to how many people can they serve, you know, so they're not set up to really designed to do it on, in, in any sort of efficient way in that sense. Okay, so it really depends on where you live, how your water is filtered and what contaminants are in your water and some places are going to be better than others then. Correct. Yeah. And again, but the, it goes in with the assumption that all, all tap water is safe. And we've found uh, scientifically, obviously, that you can actually look up. Uh, I don't know if you shared with your, your audience about like the EWG uh, website or whatnot, but you, there's places that you can have open source tools uh, to actually go in and type in your zip code and find out what's actually in your water supply. And that's information and, and testing taken from your actual local municipal water district. So, and when you start doing that, you go, oh my gosh, there's really 15 items on there that some of them are cancer causing in my tap water and it's it's self-identified too. So quite eye-opening when you start going down that path. It's very eye-opening. When I first knew that the EWG had this database, I typed Mm -hmm. in our zip code and I was floored at the stuff that is in our drinking water. Yeah, it's, it's amazing because, again, the assumption, of two, and I hear a lot of people, too, like from like rural areas, they'll say like, oh, my, you know, we're getting it from some aquifer or someplace. And, oh, yeah, it's, it tastes great. Um, but the problem with taste, obviously, is it's subjective and it doesn't, and most of the chemicals that can hurt you that have been proven to have caused cancer and all sorts of other problems, you can't see, taste, or smell. So the, the assumption like, oh, yeah, my water tastes good or like, hey, I'm in an unpopulated area. That's not a good indicator of how good or not good your water is. So um, it's kind of an interesting like learning. So like when customers come to us and they say, oh, yeah, I, I found out about you guys because you guys remove PFAS or whatever contaminant they're found that's actually found in their local water supply. That's usually when people start going down the path to find a water filter that actually does remove insert said chemical, you know? Right. Well, that's interesting about how the water tastes because I have heard that before. Like, oh, I live in Utah and Utah's water tastes so good. So it's clean water. So obviously that is not the case then. Yeah. And again, it's a question of how does the water get polluted? Sometimes it's runoff from rain and sometimes it's, you know, if you're in an agricultural heavy area, you know, pesticides, herbicides, things run up, that stuff ends up in the tap water or even, you know, hormones from uh, uh, pharmaceutical drugs you know, people, you know, actually flush those things down the toilet, you know? So, so that's one of the ways that, you know, that we can have those chemicals found in our water supply. But again, there's lots of different ways, but uh, once people figure out this, uh, my water supply isn't as good as I once thought it was, maybe I need to do something about it. So that's usually the first step is that that learning piece is understanding that yes, the water is contaminated to various degrees and I probably should do something about it. So that's usually kind of the first step. Right. It's definitely first learning about it. But I'm curious, are there certain contaminants that are commonly found in water? Yeah, there's one like, I mean, obviously, chlorine and fluoride are two of the the big ones, Um, depending on who you talk to uh, about fluoride, what their opinion is, it, it, it kind of can vary. But again, from our perspective, fluoride and the 
big perspective is that uh, it's a neurotoxin because again, the concentration of which it's found in, within your local tap water exceeds what you should be. Again, you're not supposed to be ingesting fluoride in anyways, and it's not naturally occurring uh, to be in most water that's meant to be drank by you know humans. Uh, so that's really where you find a common one. But again, there are a lot of places they'll have lead because of the piping. And again, like if you get into more rural areas or agricultural areas, they'll see higher levels of you know pesticides and herbicides. But um, it really just depends on where you're at too. But all of those being problematic. So heavy metals, uh, drug runoff, pesticides, mm-hmm. uh, the chlorine, the fluoride, so many different things. So really people need to check the EWG and just see what their city is contaminated with. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we're, we're actually adding a, a few pieces on our website starting in January. So to, they'll help uh, that as well. But EWG is a great source. It's a nonprofit, which is kind of cool. So again, it's, we, we don't have any necessarily like affiliation with them other than they're a good resource uh, for people looking to find out more information. Uh, and that's not the only one, but that's probably the most famous one and easy to use too. So do you think the quality of water depends on where you live? Do you think some cities do a better job with the water than others? They can, but again, again, it depends on what's in your water. Again, it, it's not one size fits all, you know, but again, the way that like our filtration technology works um, isn't, wouldn't be set up to handle like a municipal water treatment plant, you know? So again, it's really a matter of like, yes, where you're at, yes, how they're treating the water. And then also, you know, how often are they testing it too? So again, that's kind of two pieces of the same whole, but yes, it, it is, it does vary. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit of filtering because I get this question quite often, fridge filtered water. People always ask me, okay, I won't use the tap water because we always use the fridge filter. Is the fridge filter actually filtering anything out? Typically, no. So that's the scary thing. So the assumption is kind of like, yeah, it's like, hey, you know, I have a filter in my under my sink. I have a filter in some said water pitcher that isn't ours or some other brand or in the refrigerator because that's a common one. You're in the kitchen, you're getting ice. So a lot of them have the water spigots that you can have the dispensers. So a lot of them don't. Uh, They might reduce uh, sediment usually. Uh, Sometimes chlorine taste odors are pretty common one, but a lot of these filters, they're cheap. Um, and just because your refrigerator has one doesn't mean it's rated to do 365 plus chemicals like what we do, you know? So again, it's the assumption is I have a filter, therefore I am safe. That's just, a, it's a, that's a myth. It's a fallacy. So that's something that people also, when they come to us, they realize, oh, I have a refrigerator filter. Yeah, it's great, but it's not really doing anything. So that's the kind of, it's like, that's nice, but it's not accomplishing the goal that I want for me and my family to stay healthy. So. Right. Well, and. I do know from reading some stuff about fridge filters that some of them will filter out eight, nine different chemicals. But like you said, that's not even close to the 300 that your filter does. Yeah, that's, again, it's better than drinking tap water without that. But again, it's, it's, it's scary once you start looking at what's actually in your tap water. So like you run a report and you go, does my fridge filter remove that? A, there's probably no information because they haven't tested it to that degree and B it's probably probably not serving the need that you're trying to utilize it for. So it's kind of like a false sense of security, I would call it. So. Okay. That's good to know. So I hear a lot of time, like we're so blessed to have water, which we are. And I get that completely, but the next level is, well, is it really doing anything to my health? Should I really be concerned? So my question for you is, does this tap water that's not filtered really affect our health? 
Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, we're talking about like neurotoxins, you know, from like, uh, from fluoride, you know, or like I'm blanking on the term right now, but the, the fluoridization of the teeth, uh, fluorosis, you know, um, or even you know, they find radiological elements, which obviously are cancer causing. And a lot of these, uh, chemicals that are in the water supply are cancer causing the parts per billion. So PPB, not PPM, which is parts per million. That's a typical way that they look at contaminants or a contaminant removal. So, you know, take any said item that's parts per billion as far as toxic and you take a medicine dropper and then imagine putting that one drop of that contaminant in an Olympic sized swimming pool, that's enough to be considered toxic. So the amount, and you think, well, it's gotta be a small amount, but even a small amount's problematic. Um, so again, you, again, do you wanna be ingesting pesticides, herbicides, PFAS related SVCs, which are semi-volatile compounds. No, you don't want to be ingesting that. And it does have you know, other things that include autoimmune disease uh, issues too. So again, it really depends on the contaminant, uh, but it does have uh, scientifically documented consequences. So again, it's not just like, well, we think that they, they're actually, science has actually shown that they, there is a correlation and a connection there. So yeah, it's so interesting. So in fact, I actually have been reading a lot of people's hair scans. There's a thing called a DNA hair scan and they pluck the root out, you know, of your hair out and send it through a machine and get this like 27 page analysis of things in your body. And lately, so many people have been showing me their scans that are full of heavy metals. And it's interesting. A lot of the doctors have told them the best way you can get rid of these heavy metals is actually filter your water. You're probably getting it through your constant water every day. Yeah. Well, our skin, as you know, is our, our largest organ. So again, you're absorbing things through your skin uh, and you're getting 80% of your body roughly is made of water. So again, that's why it's such a vital thing. And we all, we have to drink water or we die, you know? So it's like one of those things that we're all consuming uh, something. And if you're not paying attention to it, um, it's something that can be easily overlooked because we get, again, the typical customer, as you know, obviously in the supplement uh, world is spending thousands of dollars a year on supplements or skincare or some sort of make myself better or gym membership. But again, water is one of those ones that's easily overlooked. It's like, oh yeah, well, I'm working out, I'm eating well, you know, I'm trying to limit my consumption of alcohol, what, whatever it is you're doing to try to embedder yourself, bought a Peloton bike, you know, again, whatever that is, is again, water is an easy one to, that people miss. They don't think about the one of the most basic fundamental things you do every single day and because you have to obviously in order to live. Right. I tell people quite often, one of the first things on your health journey should be filtered water because mm -hmm. it does make a huge difference. Okay. I want to go back to fluoride because we touched upon that for a little bit, but you share five myths about fluoride that simply aren't true. Can mm -hmm. you share those five myths with me? Yeah. So great question. So this is one that uh, we talk about uh, with someone who's just new on the journey uh, for fluoride. Uh, and I'm sorry, with fluoride with water filtration. So the first myth that, again, this is a myth that fluoride is naturally occurring in lots of places. So it's natural to drink it. So that's, well, that's the only reason that we need it. But the reality is fluoride is very rare. And the, it's about 76% of the tap water uh, they're adding fluoride to it. The reason that we add fluoride to the water, or they added fluoride um, back in the day is very different than today. Um, but again, it's a very rare occurrence. It's not something that usually shows up in, in water that is meant to be drank. So that's the first one. Okay. 
Um, second myth is fluoride is a nutrient uh, and your body needs it. And the truth is, it is not. It's a, it's a heavy, it's considered a heavy metal on neurotoxin. And if you look at the history of why we fluorinated the water back in the early part of the last century, the 1940s and 50s, they started adding fluoride to the water supply, basically because people didn't have access uh, or the same level of education access and ability to have their teeth taken care of, go to the dentist. So that was one way to cut down on cavity buildup. So again, there was a right idea, wrong execution from that perspective. So, okay. All right. And the third one, uh, levels of tap water, uh, in your tap water for fluoride are safe. Um, it would take more than hundred glasses of water and just unhealthy amounts of fluoride. That's an assumption. Like, yeah, it's really not that much fluoride in, in your water. And the problem is, uh, that, you know, for example, like some of the toothpaste companies, I don't know if you've seen it, like have, you know, they have uh, CDC puts a warning label, like do not ingest this. Uh, in fact, one of them, I'm trying to remember where it was, it says, if your child is consuming infant formula mixed with fluoridated water, there may be increased chance for mild dental fluorosis. Fluorosis is the darkening of the teeth based upon fluoride buildup. Um, but again, typically fluoride in the tap water is about five times what the legal limit to ingest is or like if you go to the dentist right and um i know you're talking to your dentist friend last time but when they have you do like a fluoride you rinse what do they have you do they have you spit it out they don't have you drink it so again, right. the same idea you shouldn't be ingesting fluoride uh and something that uh you need to be cognizant of you know but right uh fourth thing that's a myth uh and again this is things we've kind of built upon kind of gauge from you know conversations we've had with you know customers over the years or just kind of like the general sentiment. But the fourth myth is that uh, fluoride is regulated. It's just like other, every other medicine. So, and obviously, the, you know, we trust the government. Impeccable, and I don't know. But yeah, we, we, we trust the government, right? Yeah, they, they have our best interests at heart, hopefully. Uh, but the reality is the FDA does not regulate fluoride. Uh, and again, they're using, when you're talking about the type of fluoride that they're using, it's industrial grade. It's, it's based from, you know, byproducts of sometimes even like fertilization process for agriculture. So again, stuff you go, do I really want to be ingesting that? And it's regulated, right? Well, the assumption, the assumption is false because it's not regulated. So, um, some interesting. Kind of, um, and then the fifth one that we like to share with people, uh, people today have fewer cavities than they did in 1940s. So this is one of those ones that they talk about correlation isn't always causation. So people have better teeth now. So obviously fluoride is doing its job. Uh, the problem is that most countries, not every country in the world fluorinates the water. So, and then the other side of it too, is you think now with, you know, people having better access, education, even just, you know, better toothbrushes and you go, even at Target, you go to you get like a $5 you know, electric toothbrush, all those things play a, a piece into that. So it's not necessarily because we've added fluoride and a lot of people have less dental issues. That would be kind of like a, a wrong way to, to look at it. So that's one of the assumptions that people sometimes go, huh, that's interesting is when you start thinking about, you know, the fact that fluoride isn't good for you, but they're still ingesting it. Well, what are we going to do about that? So just some of the things to be cognizant of, but those are, those are myths that we've, like I said, we've kind of talked about with other customers. So we kind of built kind of the assumption busting model there. So well, those are interesting myths, and I've heard some of those, and definitely our teeth are not better now because of the fluoride. I mean, we're now seeing the dentist every six months and being educated on, you know, what to do with our teeth, and like you said, better toothbrushes, toothpaste, things like that. So, right, correct, yeah. Definitely a myth. Okay, so if we know that 
fluoride's a neurotoxin in large amounts, then why do you think we keep it in the water supply? That's a great question. Um, no one has a good answer for that too, because since it's unregulated, why are we continuing to do it? Uh, there's different theories on, you know, why they're adding it and why they continue adding it. But I think you're usually, I think, again, it goes back to the assumption that yes, it's safe or yeah, it's okay. Or it's not dangerous. And now that we're finding that that's not the case, I think there's a large outcry that's starting to happen and people are starting to wake up and say, hold on a second. We're, we're actually paying for something that's actually not good for us to be added to our own water supply. Why are we doing that? It's almost like self, you know, self poisoning, you know? So I think that's paradigm is changing, but I think that's also too, from the, what, 11 years that we've been doing this with clearly filtered is people are more attuned because it's spread easy uh, access to information on your smartphone. That's been a big helpful tool, obviously with the internet evolving and, you know, speeds increasing and uh, information being disseminated easily. I think that's something that will change in the future, but I think it's been a long process because again, it's kind of like, we've always done it this way. Why should we change? But I think, you know, obviously raising your, your voice and your concern to your local water district or your congressman or uh, congressman or woman, I think it's important. So that's something you can actually speak up on. And we definitely encourage that. Yeah. Change definitely takes a long time. I know that just with certain ingredients that we've tried to get banned from the FBA, it takes years and years and years of trying to get it banned. So you're right though. More people are being educated and more people are realizing what they put in their body really makes a difference. And so I think maybe over time we might get that fluoride out of yeah. the water. And I think too, it's just a systems issue. Cause like I said, like when we get as humans and as society, we, we, we Hey, we've always done it this way or we've done this way for a long time. Why should we switch? And unless there's an impetus to want to switch based upon, you know, obviously in this case, public sentiment, uh, that drives policy. So, you know, that, I think you, I like to encourage people to speak up or at least get more information for themselves. I think that's a, a powerful and B helps the powers that be understand that, Hey, maybe we don't want it this way anymore. And right. there should be. Right. Speaking out and being educated are two huge key components. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to water filters now, because now people are understanding what's in their water, that they should check what's in their water, things like that. But when they're out looking for a water filter, are they all created equal? Unfortunately, no. So if you go to your average big box retailer, I like Target. So I always use Target because they're, they're a good company. You go to Target, you go down the water filter aisle and you have about five different brands and you say, oh, cool. I just need a water pitcher for my son or daughter going off to college because they, they said that's on the list of items that they're going to need for, for school, all right? You're going out of state, right? So one of them is a water pitcher. So the assumption that all water pitchers are created equal is also a myth because a lot of these companies aren't testing their filters or testing them for very low levels of contaminants or for, you know, five gallons, you know, versus like for us, like over hundred gallons, and you know, like I said, 365 chemicals that were proven to remove. Um, so that's something too, like when you're looking to purchase something, uh, whether it's our product or another product, ask them for the testing results and say, Hey, how is, how is this, is this certified? Is it tested? How is it certified? And can I get a copy of that? So really doing your homework is really important. Uh, but what a lot of people find it and they'll say, Hey, I, I switched from brand X, Y, and Z because I found out they didn't remove anything or, it, you know, removes chlorine taste and odor or improves those things and does sediment, you know, stuff that's like, yeah, that's fine, but it's not really doing what you need it to do, especially when you find out what's in your tap water. So not all water filters are created equal. So that's a big learning for people. Uh, and that's, like I said, usually how we connect with them. 
Yeah, I know that for sure, because some of the pictures out there will reduce like 11 to 13 chemicals, where your yeah. picture will do over 270, right? Yeah, well, we actually were, like I said, we're doing some updates to the website. I don't want to get too salesy with this, but it, we're, we're going to be adding some uh, updated testing. So we actually just got our picture uh, retested, and it's 365 containers. Oh, wow. But we're in the process of updating the information, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, and usually we're, we're constantly retesting our, our systems to make sure that they're outperforming and continue to level the high level quality. But yeah, we're at 365 right now and it's probably going to go up in the near future, but it's usually based on uh, people asking like, Hey, what about this contaminant that we've never tested for? So we have to obviously go through the process, send it to the lab, which is not cheap or quick. Cause again, we want to make sure this, we stand on what we, we remove obviously, but, um, but yeah. So why does your pitcher do so many more contaminants than some other name brand ones? Is it the technology behind the filter? Yes. So our, our patented technology is called Affinity Technology. And the cool part about this, and you can read all about this on our website, if you go to clearlyfilter.com uh, and backslash testing, it's, on, it's the testing results page. And you can see that our technology is able to, the cool part is like, when you look at water filters, uh, there's different types of systems out there. And we talk about that in a bit, but when you remove some of the toxins, sometimes if you use a different type of system, like a reverse osmosis system, it removes everything. So that's why they'd have to add back in uh, nutrients, the minerals, the vital nutrients of water. So ours is actually able to uh, discriminate between toxin and nutrient. And that's kind of the part of the why people are switching to us and find out about us. They go, well, that's really cool. So that is really cool because tell my listeners what reverse osmosis is and what that does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, reverse osmosis is a real common way. Like you, you buy a new house and you have a system under your sink. Um, sometimes it's in other areas of the house, but usually under the sink is the most common area. It's usually a two or three stage system. And what it does is it takes the water, scrubs the water, and then kicks out the dirty water down the drain or the, the gray water in the sense. Uh, but again, so it takes water to scrub the water to clean the water. So it's about usually about 75% less uh, water efficient than compared to like our three stage system. Um, so again, ours is filtering the system, not actually using water in order to do that. So there are affinity technologies. So, you know, again, I think it's important. My belief is that we need to be a good steward of what God has given us and the environment's one piece of that. But yeah, so again, that's why another reason people will turn to us versus like a reverse osmosis system. And, and honestly, like all the systems aren't straightforward as far as the testing that goes back to kind of the industry can be a little bit dishonest. So again, that's why I want to over-encourage and over-communicate the point that whatever brand or whatever item you choose, look at the details, ask questions. And if they can't provide that, I'd be very skeptical of that uh, or ask why anyway. So, Okay. So the reverse osmosis takes out all the minerals and all the contaminants. Right. So, it cleans everything. It's, it's, it, that's usually what's called dead water or, the, or like uh, distilled water. Same idea. It's like taking it through a big reverse osmosis system. It just, it swipes everything, but again, it's not as eco-friendly and it's, and then you have to remineralize it, which is another process. Right. So it wastes some of the water in doing that where yours right. does not waste the water and it keeps the minerals in there. Yeah. The cool part, like too, like with our, if you look at our, we have uh, bottles for on the go and stuff like that. Like you go to, you know, Costco, obviously fixated on big box resellers there for some reason. I don't know, maybe it's Christmas time. I don't know. But anyways, um, <laughs> so you go to Costco and get the uh, Kirkland, you know, 36 or 50 yeah, pack of uh, water bottles, you know, cause we all drink you know, lots of water during the day because we're all active. Right. Um, but what we found is our, one of our bottle filters 
uh, over the course of the year will save, you know, 1600 plastic water bottles, and, you know, usually about a thousand bucks for the average consumer. So if you're looking for like saving money, staying healthy, staying hydrated, uh, not wasting water, again, we meet all those three of those needs. So that's, uh, again, different things are important to different people, but they're all also uh, one of the reasons people choose us, which is cool, you know? So Well, and also eco-friendly, saving all of that plastic. Yeah, for going to the so, landfill too. Yeah, exactly. That's t- tons of plastic buildup that won't go into landfill. And obviously that is a, an additional problem. So, Right. Okay, so when people are looking for a water filter, people get confused. They're like, should I get a pitcher, something under the sink, a countertop, a whole home system? What do you say to people when they're confused and like, what do I buy? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's really a personal preference. Like, again, it usually starts like with our, for us, like it usually starts with the pictures that are our number one seller, you know, because they said, hey, I bought a insert whatever brand and I have a picture and it doesn't do anything. I need a better picture. And then you know, the usually the migration goes into like, well, I need something for on the go. So that's why we have the bottles. And we also have the under the sink unit. And we also have a refrigerator filter too. So again, really it, it's coming to meet the need of the customer where they're, they're needed most. But um, in the homes, usually a starting point. So the picture and the under the sink system and the inline filter are usually the starting point there. Uh, and then obviously for the bottles like on the go and we have a kid's bottle called the junior bottle. But um, yeah, obviously keeping your kids healthy and hydrated is very important to us as parents you now. So yeah, it, it just kind of depends on what your needs are. It does depend on your budget too, is what I tell people all the time, because like we have the picture for my son who's at college and that's perfect. That's all that he needs. In my house, we've done the under the counter and we've done the fridge filter. And now, well, I have wanted a whole house system for years and years, but they're so pricey, but now I'm finally have saved up for that. So we're going to do that next. So really it comes down to your budget too, and what you need. I mean, a college student doesn't need a whole house, you know, system. So and the nice part too, like, you know, I'm, I'm one of the world's like least handy people, you know, and like all of our stuff's easy to like install, like the under the sink one, like, you know, I know you installed it or I think your husband did, but it's easy. It's not hard to do. You don't need, a, uh, you don't need to hire a plumber. You don't need a lot of tools. It's easy to set up, maintain, replace the filters. I mean, that, that's true. Like the ease, which we try to make it ease, uh, easy for the customer as possible too, you know, but again, we, we designed it with you in mind, or maybe me in mind, someone who's not very, very handy, you know, so Right. Uh, that's kind of the and also saving thousands of dollars because like as you well know it sounds like you're in the market for a whole house system they're not cheap and you have to have hire a plumber and there's obviously you know cutting into walls and doing other sorts of stuff too so again that's the hassle piece too like the convenience factor i think for our customers are really uh one of the driving forces other than uh, the contaminant removal being i think the most important right so, Well, I do love your pictures. I've given them as gifts to lots of people, especially new moms, because one day I saw a mom filling up her bottle with the tap water and I was like, oh, you know what? Clearly pictures are actually a great uh, new mom gift. So I've given them for those. But what I love also are your stainless steel water bottles because my kids can take those to school, fill them up at the drinking fountain at school, and it will filter out the junk that's in the drinking fountains. Yeah, too. Or like if you're on the go now that people are back to flying, so they're traveling for business and stuff like that on the go, I get a lot of feedback from customers like, yeah, I had my first business trip and since COVID. And yeah, it was great to not have to worry about buying or, uh, you know, bottled tap water, basically, which is bottled water. And then, or, you know, having to worry about what's in my water, you know, on, on the go, which is kind of fun. So it's good to see that feedback too, again, you know, because we're opening back up. So, right. Okay. Really quick about bottled water. Is most bottled water, reverse osmosis or filtered? 
it's usually RO, like large RO systems, but again, essentially for most bottle companies, it's, it's just bottled tap water. Again, they filter it to some degree, but again, not efficiently and they're not going to be to the same level that you're with us, obviously. So again, like bottled water, and again, I, I have bought bottled water, like on a trip before, even right. after sorry, Chloe, filter. So again, I'm not speaking out of complete, like, oh, now that never happens. But again, for most people, uh, you're paying for bottled tap water. And it's really the convenience, like, oh, I just have a bottle. So like, you know, are we for in a meeting, you grab one out of the fridge or something like that. So that's usually a convenience factor. But again, as we know, tap water is contaminated. I think the other assumption is that the bottle companies will go above and beyond what the municipal water district does. And that, that's not always the case. So. Okay. Good to know. Is there a way for people to test their own water in their home to see if like their filters are actually filtering stuff out? Yeah, there are at-home test kits and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that we uh, talk about too, like our, the uh, company that we use, the uh, laboratory that we use is like EPA and NSF certified laboratory. And the testing that we do is very extensive and expensive. Excuse me. Yeah. So again, it, they go way beyond uh, the level that you would get like at-home test kits. I see a lot of them too, like you go to like Home Depot or something like that and say, hey, test your water. It's usually like a sales pitch kind of thing, but there are ways you can do that. But again, the laboratories, you know, hire a bunch of, you know, PhDs, MDs usually to run the testing. So usually it's like you guys say to somebody, yeah, you can test the water at home, but you know, our testing, we stand by that, obviously. And we have a lot of smart people that work on that. And also uh, they're certified to do that. That's what they do professionally. So it's like, are you a water scientist? No. Okay, cool. You know, you get where I'm going with that. So. Yeah. Well, I do like that your company is very transparent with your testing, with every yeah. like product that you buy, you get an insert, you guys, that shows everything that is filtered out. And it's actually quite eye-opening. I was like, wow, that's a lot yeah. of things that this pitcher can filter out. Yeah. And we're, we're getting requests like all the time. Like every day there'll be some new contaminant that popped up, you know, they found X, Y, and Z in the water. Contaminant with like, are you certified to remove it? I go, oh, not yet, but we can try it on the next round. So that's why, again, we, we always go with the assumption we want to be improving and obviously showcasing that. But again, it's really interesting how kind of certain contaminants are, are trending, you know, like right. just like you know, regular, you know, insert whatever topic you're looking for. But uh, that's usually what drives people to ask and find out about that. Uh, so we're constantly retesting and looking for new uh, ways to, to improve and if that actually does it. So, Well, I hope my listeners have learned something today. I'm sure they have learned, hopefully, that their tap water may not be as clean as they think it is and that it's actually really easy to get a good water filtration system. It's not this hard scientific thing. They can actually just go purchase one online. So in fact, tell my listeners where they can find Clearly Filtered. Yeah, you can find us on our website. So you go to clearlyfiltered.com. We're also on Amazon as well. So it's another reference point. But um, but yeah, I mean, we're easy to find. We're, like I said, we're, we're really nice, easy to work with people. And hopefully you can attest to that too. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, we love being able to serve uh, people that are in need of a good water filter. And it's, it's an honor and a pleasure. And I, I, I love what I do for a living. So uh, and I, I'm glad that we can make, I feel like we're making a difference too, you know, which is cool. And it's some small way, you know. Right. That's awesome. Anything yeah. else you'd like to share with them about water? Um, I think just the biggest thing I would say bullet point would be make sure to do your homework. Uh, obviously know what your budget is, ask around, you know, call the company. If it's not our company, we have, we have a customer service team that happy to answer any questions, uh, answer chats, emails, uh, text messaging. So we can interface with you guys in a variety of ways, but again, ask for the testing result, find out how it was tested, take your time, be selective, uh, ask around about it. 
Uh, I think that's, you know, kind of the, the general, like coming at it with a sense of um, skepticism. I think there's a healthy level of skepticism. I tend to be sickeningly optimistic, but I think for the water filter industry in particular, you need to have that kind of that guard up and, and really ask a lot of good questions. I know your audience is really into that kind of thing and very intelligent. So I think just take it any other way, just like any other uh, product you'd be uh, taking, a supplement, for example. So Right. Always ask questions. Yep. Always ask good questions. Yep. And with that, I say, ask the questions of, is your water affecting your health? Maybe get some testing done from your doctor and see if your water's playing a part. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned like the hair test. I mean, there's a variety of different you know ways you can test for toxicity in the body. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good tools out there. So it's, it's pretty cool actually. So, right. Okay. So I always end my podcast with asking my guests what they have found to be the best ingredient to life. What would you say yours is? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I think for me, my belief is finding balance in, in everything. Not that I've accomplished that, you know, I don't believe there's any perfect people out there, uh, but finding good, you know, mental balance, spiritual balance, physical balance, uh, be that with your, your health or your family, uh, for me running, uh, I'm a dog lover. So like with my golden retriever, you know, whatever those things, finding balance, uh, obviously relationship with God, I think is important as a person of faith, like I am, I think that's really important. Uh, but just seeking to find that balance, you know, I think that's an important journey. I think it's a lifelong journey, uh, so at least for me, uh, but that's my belief anyhow. So I love that. And being on a health journey definitely involves balance. There's balance yeah. with every aspect of the health journey and balance is actually really hard to do in life. I've found out it's hard to balance work life, yeah. family life, your, you know, hobbies, interests, all those things. So thank you Correct. for sharing that. That is a good I think, one. Like managing your expectations too. I was, I was saw somebody online. They said something about they they were at the gym and they were talking about managing expect their own expectations. They go, that's so true. Like we managing the expectations of ourselves. Like what do we expect to even get done during the day? And you know, if you don't hit that mark, it's like, where do you find that balance? But I think it's just, it's a, it's a process, you know, it's a lifelong goal. Yeah, I think so. But it's as an long- aspirational goal, as we'll call it, right? Exactly. But if you're aware of it, then you'll work on it. So being aware of it's the first thing. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well said. Well, thank you so much for being here on the show today. I really appreciate it. I know the listeners have learned a little something about water, and I hope they find uh, Clearly Filtered online. Yeah. Hey, thank you for your time. It's great to connect with you guys and get the chance to, to hang out with you guys today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.